Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in to our 21st official episode of The Booth with your host, Isaiah. We've got a musician in the building today, okay? His name rhymes with Pong. It is Pong. Ping Pong. Beer Pong. Oo Pong. A Tang. <laughs> Thank you for coming to The Booth, my dog. Thank you for having me. It's, Thank a, you. it's a pleasure. So, the way that I met Upong, okay, dope ass name number one. Yeah. I started writing in the Concordian. It's the Con- one of the Concordian newspapers, and I saw him on the cover of the newspaper which I first wrote in. So I was like, oh, you know, like, well, who's this guy? He plays an instrument that uh, only Caribbean people will usually know about. We're gonna get into that soon. But I read about his story, and he plays an instrument called the steel pan. Now I just wanted to ask you. What is a steel pan for people that don't know exactly what this instrument is and what made you fall in love with it? So the steel pan is a percussive melodic instrument. It's actually the last acoustic instrument of the 21st century. Um, for you history buffs out there. Sorry, not 21st, but 20th. When you say 20th, that means 1990, 20th century. Is yes, yes, we are yeah. in the 21st century so, right now. So, so the, the last acoustic instrument of the 20th century invented in the 1930s about from the twin islands of trinidad and tobago nice um it's essentially cut from reused recycled oil barrels and um excuse me and um yeah it it has a beautiful tone if you guys don't know what the tone is Upong hates this but i'm gonna have to do it for you guys okay the little mermaid (laughs) that's exactly what a steel pan is i know you guys all have the image now so what made you fall in love with that instrument though because from what i read in the article you had a lot of other passions growing up for music and whatnot what made you gravitate to the steel pan yeah so i i actually you know my mom just being an inner city kid she wanted us to uh, my brother and i to get involved with different um sports music activities um, so I started with the piano, actually. Mm-hmm. Like us all? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a, and it's a, great, it's a great place to start, to be honest. Um, I actually wish I kept up with it. Um, so I started with the piano, and I, I got some, some basic theory. Um, and if not for that, I don't think I would be as creative with the steel pan. So okay. sh- shout-out to the piano. Okay. <laughs> shout-out to the piano. <laughs> um, but in grade four... Or let's say, okay, end of grade three, picture this. It's elementary, and um, it's the spring concert. Okay. So end oh, of, you were, oh, you're painting a picture. I like and, it. And end of the year concert. Okay. And um, my school, Coronation, just merged with uh, St. Kevin's, another school in the English Montreal School Board. Okay. And we did, like, a joint um, concert. Okay. And my friends were up on the stage playing this beautiful instrument, the steel pan. And my mom looks at me and she's like, why aren't you up there with your friends? What's what's going on here? And, I, you know, kids these days, I, I work with kids, and a lot of the answers that they give you is I don't know, only because they're scared of formulating a, a better answer, you know? Right. So, I, But I, I really didn't know. Um, so, yeah, believe you me, in, in the next year, grade four, about this time, um, I I signed up for steel pan classes. So you've been playing ever since. Yeah, playing which is uh, how many years is that? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't disclose that over no, here. No, 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 no. Nope. So it's, it's, it's 20 years. Okay. It's 20 years. Wow. It's 20 years. So Damn. Um, I put in some time, but I, I still have a lot to do with the instrument and music in and, general. And plenty more years to go, hopefully. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. And speaking of that, guys, so what made Upong's story so interesting, especially when I was reading it through the Concordian, um, was that you were playing in the Metro. Right, is that you were going around in the metro and you were playing the steel pan, you know? And for people that have never done that, and I have never done that, but I see people playing instruments, and so many talented people, by the way. Mm-hmm. You are always blown away when you see a person playing like a violin or a saxophone, yeah. and they just are so deeply connected with the instrument. It, it's, yeah. it's beautiful, but I digress. My point is, how difficult was it for you and how rewarding was it at the same time for you to kind of get your music out by going and playing in the metros so i mean it, it wasn't difficult at all um i i really took it as uh you know i had some instrumentals on my phone and, and i always wanted to be a producer okay like make beats swiss beats okay yeah i I, on the I track st- yo <laughs> I, something I, I i used to i used to rap with my boy uh hussein uh, shouts to him and my 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 name was Matrix. Okay, you know. Okay, yeah. I don't know that I'd I'd really stand by that today, but uh, you know the movies and all that stuff. But in any case, um, I I loved I loved and I still love music production, um, beats. I I knew more about the producers than the rappers, mm. and you know R and B singers and all that stuff. You know, so um, I had a bunch of instruments on my phone. I had a steel pan. I had no stand at the time. I eventually got a stand, and I was like, hey, now that I have all my stuff, I want to get an amp and maybe bring some creativity with these instrumentals and, and do something in the Metro, you know? I don't know what will come of it. Um, Were you nervous putting yourself out there like that? Oh, Seeing, you man. know, thousands of people basically walking by you all day. What was that feeling inside when you wanted to do that? Were you scared? So initially, um, I remember... When I f- when I made up my mind, I got the amp. I have my I have all my setup. I uh, I'm thinking about security and all that stuff. And I was sitting on my couch, and I was like, okay, this, today's gonna be the day. And then I come up with whatever excuse not to get off the couch. Mm. That happened for like maybe two three weeks, and then I remember it was a Friday. Um, Namir Metro is not too far from from my house, so I finally took the walk with all my stuff. Went to Namir. Didn't know what to expect. Didn't have all the musical repertoire that I have today, mm-hmm. um, so I had a few rap instrumentals. Nothing. I had a few. Yeah, I don't even remember what the big track would have been at the time, but um, I played half an hour, and I made forty bucks. Okay. So I was like, "Yo, that's that's pretty dollars an hour." I mean, yeah, if you're rounding <laughs> it up, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. So um, it was a great response. I didn't. I I had to kind of like step back and evaluate. Hmm. Was that just a fluke, you know? Right. But uh, I think it has a lot to do with the novelty of the instrument. So I always, I always, I'm, I'm fully aware of that. You know, it's an instrument that's not unique, especially it, here in, in the West. Yeah, sure. it's very unique, and it's it's not seen every day. So um, I, of course, use that to my advantage. But at the same time, you have to be good. You like anybody, anybody could have this beautiful instrument and not know what to do with it. So. It's it's a little bit of both. So, 
you did that for how long? You would say how many gigs did you or how many times did you go on the metro to play your music? Um, I did that just before going to Jamaica for an internship. So I did that for about two months, okay. and then while I was in Jamaica, I was thinking, okay, how, like, what am I, what am I gonna do with this? new opportunity that i've created for myself um through certain circumstances um i was able to play in the metro pretty regularly um for for a significant amount of time while i was in school okay and um that that really helped me bump into other artists and see what the rules of engagement were in terms of playing in the metro and it's it's really not that complicated um there's an honor system the first person to get to a metro station with the um, there are designated places to, to play okay the first person to get there writes the the metro station the date and there's two hour slots really i did not know that wow yeah so if you see if you see a musician there they've they're within a two-hour slot. Okay. You know, um, usually from seven thirty in the morning to let's say nine thirty at night, just little blocks there, and you you come early or the, if it's a very, you know, somewhere like Guy Concordia, which is very probably popping, the busy, yeah, definitely popping. So busy. <laughs> You're not getting a spot on that so list. So busy. I think they cheat. They have somebody come at five thirty in the morning. Write down all they their homies. Suits. Yeah, they got suits coming in to uh, you know put down their signature quick, quick. It's ridiculous, <laughs> man. Like write down all their homies' names and then go to sleep and then come back and they get paid when it's their get paid time. For that. Here's your cut. You know, it's <laughs> annoying, but yeah. So you write down your name in one of the slots and it's respected. It's, okay. It's it's an honor system. Okay, and yeah. first first of all, super cool. I did not know that at all from being from the outside i had no idea that you guys were that organized so thank you <laughs> <laughs> no for real dude hey. that's that, that's like that's like serious you know? i mean like, it, that's it, a, I, you know i thought you know you pull up with your stuff and you're like okay i'm gonna play here like this is where ooh. i want to play i did not know that you know you are always looking out for the other people that are trying to do the same thing i think that that's really cool that you guys have like a community well well yes all that is really cool we actually do have um it's an it's like a governing body the, uh, it's called the Regroupement des Musiciens du Métro de Montréal. Essentially, the you know the governing body of the Metro Musicians of Montreal. So um, at one point, they wanted to like upgrade the image because you know people think of busking and playing outdoors and in metros and stuff kind of as not the cleanest aesthetic and all of that. Um, depending on who you are and, and what you want to do with your image, like I guess that, that plays into it. But the Metro and the governing body at the same time, they started, um, it's a program called Les Etoiles du Metro that started in 2010 and went until 2018. Unfortunately, with a new regime... <laughs> That's that's very funny because we <laughs> we we met each other at at a at another event um with the founders of New Regime. New Regime, yeah. Shout out to New Regime. Shout out. Uh, La Rue Respire. Shout out to Cities and them. Um, but the founder, the, there was a new president that got elected for the STM, and with that, he decided to cut the program. Really. 
cut budgets. And the the Les Etoiles du Metro really was, you talk about organization, it really added to the quality of life of the musicians. Because instead of coming early, let's say, to Guy Concordia and you know, trying to hope for a spot, writing your name down at 5.30 in the morning, going home to sleep to come back, you would um, reserve online up to two, three weeks in advance. Um, there were eight metro stations that were a part of the program. Um, that was Jean Talon, McGill, uh, Henri Bourassa, Barry, Villa Maria, uh, blah, 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 blah. I respect you for trying to find all eight. It's okay yeah. if you don't. I respect. Well, I, you, I, you you can go look it up and, and find uh, yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, guys. But Google but, that. but um, <laughs> there were eight metro stations that are a part of the program, okay. and it allowed you to reserve up until you know three weeks in advance, and that was very helpful for me, especially being a university student, um, whose time you know you know what it is to be at university. For you, sure. You're studying, you're between classes, you know. I'd go and play between classes sometimes if I had that much time the grind. between, you know. So, yeah, it was it was, it was was a good time. So what would you say was the moment where you were playing right in the metros, but now I, I've seen videos of you, you're playing in gigs, mm-hmm. you know, on the cover of papers. So what, what happened? What was kind of that turning point where a little door opened for you and, you know, you took your step into that door and now – a brand new opportunity arose. What was that moment? Um, for me, you know, I studied marketing. I graduated, I got my marketing degree. So it was it was always about how do I, not always, you know, you're playing for the love of music. You're playing to get better. Um, I really use the Metro as practicing ground, you know. It, it, it allowed me. Hone your skills. Yeah, honing. Yeah, like absolutely. I wouldn't be able to improvise the way that I do now if not for the time that I put in the Metro because I, I wouldn't be able to play that long in my house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so neighbors like, would have been calling at your door. <laughs> hey, that that's it. You know, so playing in the Metro gave me a place to practice. It gave me a place to um, meet people on the Montreal scene, meet photographers, videographers, um, clients, you know, one of the first things that I did was, you know, get get my branding. I'm not fully there, but I, I have my branding in the works. Um, I have business cards that helped a lot. Beer pong for you, pong, by the way, guys. Uh, I trademarked that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get merch that that says you, you guys know, are crazy merch. Like 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 ping pong. You know, like beer pong, like, like ping pong. Yeah, hey, ping pong's your thing. Ping pong. Hey, your thing. it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But yeah, just having. Being approachable, having this novel instrument, being pretty good, if I do say so myself, um, and and just being able to give my information in a timely way and, and bring people into my world with music that they like or music that they don't know about. I, I do a lot of covers. I do, I do mostly covers. No, I've heard um, your covers. Fire. Yeah, thank you. I do I do mostly covers and that that helps to bring people into 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 my world because the steel pan is is usually it's it's put in a very tight box of you know Caribbean music right. let's say uh, soca calypso reggae but what about the rest of the all music, music. Uh, what of all what about all music you right. know I've played Beethoven on the steel pan I've played. Uh, 
the weekend. I I play uh you know reggae. I play Major Lazer on the seal pan. You know, like I play all kinds of different music. I do weddings, you know, and if not for my versatility, I wouldn't have all these opportunities. So I'm not sure if I answered your question. You did, you did, you didn't, <laughs> but you did. That's that's okay though, because I got another question for you. Okay, the first time that you performed in front of a, a big crowd of people, in terms of you got booked. Okay, it's like okay, like Upong, you're going on at this time. Okay, and uh, you're the you're you're the you're the guy. Okay, so let's go. What was that feeling for you when you got up there for the first time? You know, in front of a a large crowd of people, could you describe what you were feeling? Were you nervous, or were you like, "This is my moment"? So it was. It was for a wedding. It was my first wedding as a soloist because I've I've done weddings before with a with a small band or with a, you know, a small unit. Um, first wedding as a soloist, and I met the client in the metro, and um. Yeah, we. I remember meeting up with her just because I like to meet people beforehand to know who I'm working with, of and Makes even sense. even meeting you haphazardly right. at, at the event the other day was <laughs> great for me because I was like, yeah, I like to know who I'm working with. Exactly, same stuff. here. Yeah, so um, I met up with with Angie and her her husband Charles now, and um, it was funny because we we met at a Tim Hortons in NDG, and um, DJ Blaster was there, and I don't know if you guys know DJ Blaster, but he's one of the hardest working DJs in the city. Um, and he's somebody that I've always wanted to work with. Up until that point, I never got to work with him. I'm still very fresh, very new. It's my first wedding. It's my first big gig in front of a lot of people. And, um, yeah, that that just getting to, you know, doing all the negotiations for pricing and all that stuff and then finally getting in front of the crowd there's a video out there, <laughs> and I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> and we both ball men. So yo, yo, the reflection yo. is dangerous. <laughs> I know the feeling. It's but, dangerous when yo. the lights come on you, boy. <laughs> yo, not even that, though. Not even that, though. I, like, bald or not, even before I started shaving my head, like, I sweat. Drip dripping. Right. I, yo, the drip is different, I you know? You. Like. I sweat. So, anyways, is what it is. At least I know my pores aren't clogged. I don't have like there you go. cancer. Healthy you know? circulation. Yo, I don't there believe in antiperspirant, deodorant all the way. You know, I don't want anything to clog my pores. Dang. But, uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So the big song at the time, and a very hard song to learn at the at you know, still one of the hardest songs. Work. By, oh, by okay. Rihanna. On the steel pan, that's for that's a lot. Yo, man, <laughs> that's a lot. Yo, because <laughs> she's <laughs> she's actually doing at that song and learning that song actually, because I knew the song before. But learning the song on a steel pan got me so much respect for Rihanna, for what she's doing with her voice, for what she's doing. Like we just know the hook and everything and right. all that, but like. There's a lot of musicality in that song, more than just uh, even even the 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 timing of the beat right. is not so straightforward, you know. Um, yeah, it's not a simple five, six, seven, eight no, type of thing. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's not. Musicians would know, but I mean, the casual listener, I, I think you can appreciate it as well. You For know? sure. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that that was my my big. My first big moment, I connected with DJ Blaster at the same time. He's like a lifelong friend, right? Wow. Lifelong friend you right got now. It. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, you know, family barbecues and stuff. I go support him. He supports me. And, um, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was it was super new for the crowd. Um, if you don't mind me asking, were they of uh, the darker melanin persuasion or were they of the lighter melanin persuasion? No, no. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Angie is Italian. Okay. And Charles is, um, oh, man. But they're not here in the steel time. Before, beforehand, no. the oh, likelihood the is crowd, that the people, the crowd? the crowd, the likelihood is oh. that they had probably never heard it. No, the crowd for the most part, no, no, no. Okay, they, so they, you were their like introduction. You were their introduction to the steel pan, and we were talking about that before. How you were saying that you're introducing a lot of people to the music. Yeah, you think that that's a big part as to why you've probably gotten as much success as you have is that you're bringing them a new sound that differs from a lot of the mainstream sounds that we hear all the time on the radio, on television, in movies, and soundtracks. No, no, no. You don't really hear, like you said, the steel pan unless you're, like, watching uh, the, the bad boys in Jamaica or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then maybe you're going to hear the steel pan, you know? So do you think that uniqueness has probably helped you out? Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, like I was saying before, the novelty of the instrument goes a long way. Um, but being versatile in my repertoire, being open to suggestion, being open to requests. And it's not to say that I could necessarily take a request on the spot because I like to work with official instrumentals. Uh, as a soloist, I, I don't have a whole band with me. It would be different if I had a whole band, like we could probably take requests on the spot. But I have the instrumentals that I have. So when I do weddings or event, well, yeah, weddings mostly. That's when I usually get requests or online. Um, I usually tell them that you know I work with official instrumentals, and if I can find it, then I'll use it. Or if not, then I'll use another song by the artist or something that might sound or in that same vein, you know. Okay. Um, so being open to requests and and just always adding to my repertoire because the songs that I started playing like three years ago, the, there's a handful of them that I might still play. Like Happy by Pharrell is a mm. timeless song. Um, my version of Lost Without You by Robin Thicke, I kind of just I play like the, the hook and I, okay. and I freestyle on it, you know? Okay. But still, timeless song. Um, anything Bob Marley, of course. You know, those are songs that will always stick. But as you go on in, you know, time of being an artist and doing covers and what's hot and what's not, you 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 know, songs fall to the wayside. You, you might have to adapt. Yeah, you might bring them back just to be like, oh yeah, here's some nostalgia, or here's a, a an opportunity. Or here's the audience who might enjoy the song, but for the most part, you're you have to. I find that I have to stay on top of what's current. Okay, and so now, in uh, you're talking about hot and current, right? So current day, we were talking about the past. We were talking about how you got here. Okay. Yeah. I know you just did a, a really cool show that I saw on Facebook. You guys should go check that out on his Facebook. Mm -hmm. Amazing show. Raw Montreal. And my question is now. What are uh, what are your plans right now? What are you having in the works? What is in the the pot that you're mixing that you're stewing? 
that you're letting broil right now. Yeah, yeah. It's been a pretty successful year in terms of gigs. <laughs> I I think Enterprise Rent-A-Car, they love me for, <laughs> for the amount of times that I have to rent a vehicle. It's time for me to buy a vehicle, basically. Humble I, brag, though. Yeah, it's, it's time. It's time. Like it's, it's just, it's it's crazy. It's It's been a lot. And actually having to juggle that with, um, you know, a day job that I started recently um, and life. My mom's getting older. My brother's doing his thing overseas in the army. My dad is doing a bunch of other things, you know, just having to juggle life at the same time has uh has made things kind of hectic i need a vehicle (laughs) (laughs) who wants to sell me a car but um what's up next i need to be doing more original music okay so i think that's what will really open up doors for like festivals and club appearances and i mean not to say that i haven't been asked to play in clubs before but what i think i was having a conversation with another dj friend and he was like, "Yo, for what you do, I don't, I don't understand how DJs are not like knocking on your door to be like, yo, come, come accompany me. Just do like fifteen minutes or two fifteen minutes set, you know." And for me, I'm just like, "Yo, I'm, I'm very super humbled that you that you feel that way. I feel the same way too, but in time, you know, in in time, in time. What I think will fast track that." is when they see, oh, he has his own music. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's collaborated with this person. And unfortunately, that's the way it goes. Like, sometimes you have to link up with the more established person before right. before you get your shot. But, I mean, that, I mean that's what all these up-and-coming artists do. You see them, oh, I got a, I got a Kendrick feature. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a big look. All of a sudden, all these doors open for you, you know? Sure. So it's really about collaboration, but not just with musicians. I want to collaborate with, you know, painters, um, poets. Um, on my card, it says I'm an artistic collaborator. Kind okay. of came up with that title just to be like. That's a good title. Yeah, you know, like I'm, oh, I'm down to work. Like I'm, I'm, I'm down to work. Let's collaborate. I, I know the importance of it. I know um, that I have something unique that I could bring to the table for whoever whoever I'm collaborating with, their fans or people who are getting to know them, they could benefit too. And then for them, their fans and whoever are getting to know them could love my stuff too, you know? So I think it goes both ways. And really, I'm I'm really looking forward to doing that. I have a track with, um, I contributed to a, a track, an original track by uh, Andrew Pololos. He's actually the resident DJ of New City Gas. He's... Okay. Uh, He's getting into production, and um, that'll be, I think that'll be one of my very first original pieces, you know, that, you know, I'm going to be pushing it as if it's my own, you know, but um, it's not. It's collaboration. He came up with the idea. He asked me to, to, to well, lay you down still the have, you, it's a t- It's a team effort. It's still yours, but oh, you're, you just own it with somebody else. It's a joint. Hey, it's a joint venture. Definitely, definitely, de- definitely. I don't want to. I don't want to downplay it for sure. Um, but you know, look at the person, the 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 steel pan player who who did the melody for ZZ. Okay. You know, yeah. Travis yeah, Scott, yeah. Kodak Black. Um, that was a real steel pan player. It was. It wasn't a synthetic steel pan. Sound and that's actually what Andrew had before. He had he had his track, and he 
he he basically created sounds that sounded like a steel pan, but it wasn't. Was it? it wasn't really it. And I met Andrew a few years ago, and he'd been talking about, "Yo, we have a chance to work." I actually, um, I I worked uh, at a, at a, a day camp with one of his big DJ collaborators. Um, you guys eva- haven't picked up. Upong is uh, a man of many jobs. Ah, <laughs> I'm a, a Jamaican. I'm a Jamaican. Guy. You gotta have four or five jobs. All Facts. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo. I'm dead, I'm dead. No, but nah, you know, this job that I have now is actually like my first like little corporate thing, I guess. Okay. But I've always had a little, I, I'm a hustler. That's, that's what it, it is. That's that's my dad, my mom. I respect that's, that. That's the family. Granny Smith, you know, go get them Granny Smith apples. Because, uh, yeah, no, actually, there's, there's no, there's no link. No link, that's my, okay. My, my, my mom's last name is Smith. Granny, Granny's last name is Smith. And that that might be why I love Granny Smith apples, but they're sour. I love them. Anyways, um, I didn't <laughs> I answer it. your question at all. That's okay. That was a great tangent on apples, and it doesn't help that there are two apples literally <laughs> sitting in the studio. I think I helped contribute to that apple tangent, so I'll take responsibility. <laughs> but they're not Granny Smith. They're not green. They need the green sour apple. Oh yeah, that's so a sour good. Apple. Anyways. Anyways, guys, before we keep going on about our apple picking topics, <laughs> we are going to end it here, okay? Guys, thank you so much for listening to our 21st official episode of The Booth, Upong. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Hold up, Pleasure. hold up, hold up. Before I go, before Oh, yeah, I don't go, be going nowhere. Hey, 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 you got I, some I, last I get, words? Get the plug oh, in, oh, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, hey, you hey, know, hey. you can find me on Instagram, Mr. Pong. That's M-R-P-O-N-G underscore. On Facebook, if you look up Mr. Pong, Steel Pan. And, um, yeah, look out for some original music. Look out for some collaborations. You want to give them your Facebook? You want to give them your Facebook, too? Yeah, Facebook, uh, Mr. Pong. Um, If you type it in slash Facebook, Facebook slash M-S-T-R-P-O-N-G. And, um, yeah, you'll see a lot of videos there, a lot of my interactions with people. Um, My website, too, M-S-T-R-P-O-N-G.com. And, uh, yeah. Let me not, uh, I wasn't trying to get rid of your plugs, dog. My apologies. Oh, no, no, you that's me. I, I, don't I worry. probably cut you off. No, that's don't worry, bad. dog. If you you need to plug in, there's outlets all, <laughs> all up in the booth, all right? So, guys, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the support yeah, that you yeah. guys have given the booth yeah, in yeah. these 21 episodes. Hard to believe. Check us out on Instagram. Check out Mr. Pong, like he said, on all of his socials. Please do. Give us a little peace out, Mr. Pong. Um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't know what you meant by that. I just you just have to say peace. All right, oh guys. peace, peace, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Hold down, you guys. <laughs>